with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Schlich and today we dive into the unexpected and exciting Creative Minds, the deep ocean of this creative mind together with Joe Piquel. Hi, Joe. Hello, Detlev. Yeah. And uh, today we, we're going to um, try to discover a little bit more the uh, connection. How is it as a, as a, as a writer and a drawer comic drawer and and as a performer um the process to connect things like this what happens i mean what happens when and and and, and i mean and joe he has as well quite a lot of experience in stand-up comedy and uh, as well in i saw some of his comic drawings he just uh, finished uh, before his lecturing a children book and he's kind of doing doing um, drawings for that as well so it's quite exciting so let's talk about that and um, what would you like to talk about um, the, the process between drawing and uh, and and writing so well okay I'll tell you how it is for me but you know I was drawn for a very long time and I basically I've only ever drawn characters so I always had in my mind that, you know, these characters, but I never actually put them in, like, context or, you know, there was never any scenes. There was never, like, they were sitting on a couch. It was yeah. just a character floating in the air. Yeah. And I've never really gotten past that. But I finally discovered how to write for myself. You know, it just kind of took years. But yeah. I mean, so the, uh, the drawings that I have are kind of from the past. I haven't done a whole lot recently. Yeah, it's like I, I kind of use them as a guidepost for what I'm writing. Okay. More than anything else. What? How do you call it? Gag post. Gate post. Gig post. What, gate, is it know, like, like a gate that you come gate. in and out of? As it's like like a bridge. Yeah. Uh, like a connection. We, yeah. It's a German talk. We say Eselsbrücke, dear German listener. Eselsbrücke means the, the the bridge of the monkey. The bridge of the, uh, monkey. Of the donkey. Sorry. Donkey. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. 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 So you use your. So you use your 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 drawings as information uh, in order to 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 create a story somehow C a character. Well, it's it's more like you know I had these characters in mind for years, and uh, I wanted to write this book, but I was so into writing comedy and trying to get into com stand up comedy for so long that I just yeah. it was just kind of on the back burner, and it was only when I really stopped trying to do stand up comedy that I really sat down and tried to write for kids. 
and it took a while, but I really got into it. Then after I took a course, week long course, uh, from this woman who writes for young adult girls. Yeah. And um, she gave me just the pointers I needed to really get me started with writing proper stuff for for just for, comedy. for ch children book or yeah. All right, and that was a week course. Yeah. In intense every day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and and th and then you. Then you started uh, to to develop the story. Yeah. Uh, and did you use your your older characters yeah. for it? One of them is a character I came up with when I was about ten years old. Okay. Which I only thought of that today. I thought, Jesus, you know, that's, I don't uh, know how many people can say that. But uh, that's that's interesting. So so you 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 developed your character after thirty eight years. Yeah. And. And was it still the same character, or, or did he? Well, it, you know, the thing is, like, what was in my ten-year-old mind pretty cool. Yeah. It's even cooler in my forty-eight-year-old mind. Yeah. Even though it's for kids, because it's like a, yeah. the evolution of this childhood idea to an adult idea for kids. It's, sure. Uh, I mean, uh, to uh, me, it's special. You know. And and did you? As as you start to write it, did you uh, had to research, or is it more no. just 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 that that it's pure imagination? Yeah, yeah. Didn't research anything. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, it is it is that's not really a children book, isn't it? Is for teenagers well, or what? No. I'd say it's for everybody. But yeah, I, mean, oh. I wrote it for people, basically from the age of eight to twelve. Yeah. But I also wrote it with their parents in mind, reading it to yeah. their kids and. Just to, as an adult, that they wanted to read it because yeah. I'm an adult by myself yeah. writing this thing, yeah. and I wanted to make it entertaining for myself. So I, it was no right. I think it's pretty much for everybody, you know. It's but basically for kids. It's I think it's nice as well, you know. You, you know, to 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 write something uh, like I think that's 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 the reason why uh, stories like Harry Potter and 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 Princess of Narnia and and, and all that became so so popular because yeah. because the, the ch children and parents yeah. get get connected somehow and and uh, could 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 join this together yeah so so it is yeah so do you have a title already for the book like what you hear so far Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. It's going to be called The Mythical Misfits. The Mythical Misfits. Yeah. All right. Where, 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 where is it playing? In the Misfits land. <laughs> well, I don't want to give too much away yeah. about it yet. Yeah. Because it's still in the editing stages. Sure. My sister's editing it for me. But um, it takes place in two different worlds, and they're both wacky. Yeah. And uh, yeah. In, in two know. worlds. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. You got a couple. Actually, I could tell you the names of the worlds. What the hell? Yeah. Ridiculi and Mythicadia are the two worlds. Ridiculi. And Mythicadia. And Mythicadia. So Ridiculi is probably from the, the world where people it's, are ridiculous. Yes, it's a very ridiculous place indeed. And the, yeah. and the Mythicadia is the world where, where people are more the, the, the mystical ones. And, well, and there's, there's mythical. Well, 
They don't call them that. They call them magical creatures and monsters. All right. So, so there's magical creatures and monsters in Mythicadia, as well as a lot of humans. All right. But the humans aren't good in this story. They're yeah. bad. And they're, so, they're in league with the dragons. Okay. Now we have to be, take care that, that we don't give too much away because... That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I was That's a teaser for you folks. Out there. There's a teaser for you. Yeah. Buy my book when it comes yeah. out. It's fantastic. Your kids will love it. Get into the world with the Mysticadias and the ridiculous ass. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. You said it, brother. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> That, that, yeah. that sounds interesting. You, you got a few 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 drawings with you, you know, you want to yeah. show me. So you want to see them? Yeah, now? yeah, I would, I would okay. like to see them. I mean, he has a couple of characters, two or three, and, and I must say, I, I just had a short of you on that. Okay. And, I, and I would like, like to see them. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to do on a later stage, I'm going to make photos of that. And I think these characters we can put, put in, into the, the visual um uh, attitude thing now okay. is that okay yeah. if, we, if we're gonna make photos for that sure. that's 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 lovely so so, so we have monsters there now yeah we got, monsters. we got a couple of monsters there on the first image on the second we have more monsters and uh on on the third image we have a wizard i think it looks and and he has there some 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 already characters and names and things and thing. wow and <laughs> i mean all this all this it's lovely it's lovely i mean we we decided that we're not gonna show everything to the audience but i give i give it back to you mm -hmm. thanks but so um, there you have it but you you, so you, what do you think you think the kids will like those illustrations as i would say that they're they're very contemporary yeah illustrations these illustrations are very contemporary they're lovely yeah thanks. They, 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 they're great they're great yeah i mean um and uh, it's I think it is quite interesting. So did you did you try to put um, probably you put as well your 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 talent as comedian into that as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I tried to make it as humorous as I could. Yeah. Like to, actually, I, I could put I could sum it up this way. Okay, it's a combination of Alice in Wonderland and Monty Python. At, at, what's the second one? Monty Python. Monty Python. Yeah. You mentioned flying her. circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of wacky surrealistic stuff that, going on as well. The whole thing. Well, okay, I'll put it to you another way. Yeah, a friend of mine, I sent it to him, and he said it's kind of trippy, man. <laughs> and he's an adult, so that's an adult. And then I sent it to another friend of mine. And he has three kids, and he's reading it to his kids. He told me that his kids are hooked, yeah. and they can't get enough of it, man. So there's two different perspectives there from the adult and child perspective i mean that's a good thing with children so, so 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 they can they can live still in the world of fantasy with, without getting on acid now yeah. now we have yeah. it as well again the exactly. second time i had already uh the the the, the asset subject with with david seeger yeah. he used to be a teacher in Leeds in the 60s last century mm -hmm. and there was acid still legal you mm. know right and that's that's i mentioned the acid test you you, you read the book you know yeah so, and, and, yeah. and uh, very good book, uh, Tom, um, Tom Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Tom Read Wolf. it; it's brilliant. <laughs> I put it again in, in the description. I mean, I already put it in David's description, but uh, I still have to read that. Yeah. So, so that's quite interesting. So, what I still find interesting, and and I, I connect now to my last talk guest. That was Ray McKinley. She 
is a storyteller, a Scottish t storyteller mm -hmm. and digital master in, in, in digital humanity and start. I mean, she is now in her 60s. Digital humanity, what, what's that? that, that that's, what is it digital humanity? I think it's digital humanity. If, 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 if it, it. It, it is, it is, a, it is a, a master course in, in, um, in CIT, Cork's Institute of Technology. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, it is, it is, it is about uh, how you probably, probably, I mean, I didn't do the course, uh, how, how you, how you can, can embrace uh, uh, our digital world, digital revolution mm -hmm. in, in, in order to still keep it human somehow you know so and, and, and mm. not and not not drifting away into too so far into this did, did she have some idea of how to do that she's she's gonna she's gonna drawing she's gonna drawing um um with with with, with a digital uh, drawing board like mm -hmm. like like vacuum for instance you know mm -hmm. and she's she's gonna um she she did she did actually um she did a digital storytelling that means she did a comic Oh, yeah? uh, she was drawing a comic, a manga, actually, cool. and uh, was 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 actually digital. So mm. that was her her master degree uh, artwork. Eventually, you know? yeah. so that's that's quite interesting. That's interesting, yeah. and that's uh, actually I like things like this because, I mean, we if we if we wanted or not, we live in the twenty first century, and we have to find ways to cope with that, you know, and mm -hmm. and I mean, to to. If if you want like this to 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 use this technology for the good, you know. Mm -hmm. So and and I mean I, I sometimes if people asking me is what are you, you know, I call myself digital shaman, uh, quasi shaman, because I use all this digital technology in in order to 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 create something good. I mean even take take the podcast for instance, you know, this technology, mm -hmm. you know, so you can you can really you can. You can shout out good ideas, you know, into the world. Everyone can can hear it, and and uh, there's no censorship. Yeah, and in the it's best really in the best case scenario, so so somebody who uh, who who likes this stuff uh, uh, gets inspired as well, and and even I mean for for us artists to to promote ourselves and 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 to create a network, it's good. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. so you did as well a stand up comedian here mm -hmm. in in Ireland. Yeah, you? I did it in Boston too. You did it in Boston, and yeah. how old have you been in Boston? How long was it? Before seven years. Okay, I've been in Ireland for ten years. Yeah. So th th that was. Uh, or no, more. I don't know. Longer, longer. Yeah, I don't know. And in in your thirties, you did your the the stand up yeah. comedian. How long did you? Seven years in Boston. How was? Yeah, well, maybe I just remember it as seven years. Maybe it was longer. Maybe it was longer. Like I said, I don't have very good memories of the uh, place, so, uh, so you know, <laughs> so I try to not to think about it very much. Yeah. So, so how was your experience in Boston? I mean, did you, did you, how, so the audience, how, what was about the audience? How many people? Well, no, it was nothing to do with the comedy. It was more personal circumstances. But I mean, as far as the comedy goes, as far as the comedy goes, uh, I was trying to be edgy at the time, and I was full of like anger. Yeah, and I was friends with this guy. I worked at this place called Nick's Comedy Stop, you know. And if yeah. I if I wanted to keep if I wanted to really do it, I could have. But yeah. I had a lot of personal problems at the time, you know. Yeah. So the times that I did perform over there, yeah. it was very angry shit. And so my me. boss at the time would be saying to me like, "God, you're angry," you know. And yeah. I'd be like, "Ah, fuck off," you know. Yeah, yeah. But he was right, like I was. But I couldn't see it at the time because I was just angry. Sure, you know. Sure. So it, it was very punky. 
Huh? Was very punky, very, yeah, very well, I mean, parochial. It was, it was yeah, provocative. Like yeah. I, I said yeah. things about the cast of Friends that, you know, because they made a million dollars a week at the time, I thought that, they, you know, they didn't deserve that, and I didn't say it in a very nice way. Uh, so it was shit like that, you know, and very like in your face and. All right. And it, what I found out later was uh, that's not really me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's. But at the time. Okay. I mean. You know. Think, think, you think. go through things. You act a certain way. And you Absolutely. Feel bad about it. Afterwards. No, no. I mean, things like this can happen. You know. I mean, you're you're not probably the first one who, 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 I mean, I think every one of us knows situations like that. You know, it's just I mean, a, a little bit awkward if if you if you if you have your microphone and you're, yeah. you're on the stage just a little. Yeah. But I mean, I'd like to go on to say that you know, when I came back to Ireland, yeah, my stand-up stuff got a lot more controlled. Yeah, no, I saw. I was more happy in my life. Yeah, and it wasn't coming out in the stuff I was saying on stage. You I mean, I, yeah, you, you, it was just—it was kind of. The, the only thing is that I wrote a lot of outrageous stuff over the years. Yeah, and as I, I got older, I stopped being so interested in outraging people. Yeah. So when I saw them being insulted or whatever. Because of something politically incorrect, I said I felt bad. Yeah. So that would just stop the show, mid flow, you know. Because yeah, I'd feel bad, I, I, I know, and people yeah. be like going, "Go on!" And I'd just be like a lamb in the headlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, yeah. a rabbit in the headlights. Yeah. And I couldn't go on, you know. So I, I kind of, after a while, I thought, you know, I'm not cut out for this because the shit I want to do is too in your face for the type of person I am. You know, I didn't want to be hurting people's feelings. And no. This was before the whole PC thing really came in. Yeah, but I think if you're I young, felt it then, you know? if you're young and and, and uh, you're 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 more provoking than if if you're getting older. I think that's 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 yeah. that's the normal way it yeah, goes. You don't you care know? so much. No, you don't care what people thinking. I mean, yeah. I mean, which which yeah. is fair I enough. I definitely do. Uh, but but it is. Like you already mentioned, it can hurt people too too much, and some people they they. But the thing is, I'm not saying that it actually hurt them, but when mm -hmm. I saw the reactions, I felt bad. Yeah. Like if I was doing it now, I think, you know, you shouldn't be at a comedy show if you're not prepared to hear yeah. some outrageous shit. Yeah. But at the time, I I didn't think of it that way. I, I wasn't sure. that rational about it. Yeah. I am now. I don't want to do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter really. Uh, yeah. No, no, no I, I feel the same. I mean, and that's the other thing is you, you can keep your energy for a lot of different stuff, you know, and yeah. really, and then, then you realize, wow. Plus, sorry. Yeah. No, plus what? Well, I was just going to say that, you know, the whole thing about comedy is it's all designed to get, like, applause and everybody's, like, loving you. Yeah. You know, oh, you love my joke? Thank you. Yeah. Here's another one. Yeah. And it's all, like, kind of like you said yeah. about bread and circuses, and you're yeah. almost like a monkey yeah. with a, you're your own organ grinder, yeah. you know, and you're going, ah, and here's another one. I hope you laugh at this one, because if you don't, my, my ego will be totally flattened, and I'll go home and want to kill myself. You know, like that's no way to live. I, I, I would say, I mean, it is. It is very difficult to keep the balance with things like this. You yeah. know, so because how how is how can you can you be um, critical and and creative if, if if it's just about that to please people? You yeah. know, so I mean, so so so. so well, that's a, that's kind of my point. Is I don't think if if you want to be a good stand-up comedian who talks about real things or you know things that mean something to you. 
you can't care what the audience thinks. Do you still do a stand-up comedian now? I still do it on my own. <laughs> for my own. <laughs> not, in, in the night when your girlfriend says, oh, you were speaking in your dream, and uh, who was this girl in your dream? And uh, <laughs> It was actually a quite funny joke, and uh, <laughs> yeah. something like this. No, <laughs> no I, I don't try to do it much anymore yeah no i can understand that as well so like i say i mean keeping i keep i'd like to do it from time to time like if it's just spontaneous with friends yeah that's pretty cool yeah, no, when something yeah, yeah. you know and I'm, you know the whole thing about comedy is you get wound up about some subject yeah and then you talk about it yeah. and it's fun talking about it yeah. but When nobody laughs in a comedy club, it gets annoying. It's like, well, Jesus Christ, no, I thought this shit was it's, hilarious. It's, What the fuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not very <laughs> Surely it's not just me. <laughs> I think it's you, sons of bitches out there. It's not But very... you can't do that either, because then you get eggs thrown at you. It's not very encouraging. Yeah, yeah, great. Mm. Hey, Joe, I think it was a great, <laughs> great talk. Our second round was quite cool. Thank you for having you here. Thank you for having uh, me. I'm really I'm looking forward for 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 the third part and where we're gonna speak um, about his time in Hawaii and Joey as well. It's, it's, it's the radio station was probably before the podcast times. So yeah, let's listen to it. Thanks, Joe. Take Thank care. Ciao, ciao. Bye. This is a listener-supported show. I feel honored if you subscribe to the show. You can follow me non-financial with the following click on one of my Instagram accounts or subscribe to the visual version of this podcast on YouTube via If you like what you hear, be sure to tune in this Sunday for the third part of this Attitude Audio Triptych. If you want to leave a donation for a coffee or a bus ticket, just follow the donation link via the Attitude Podcast. Eventually, I would like to thank, through this medium, all my members and listeners of the I Love West Cork Artists Network from all over the world. Just to remember myself that without you, this year couldn't and wouldn't happen. You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Artitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close.